Welcome to the Dynasty Junkies Podcast with your hosts, Rocky Petrella and Dustin Church. Let's get to the show. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to, I don't know what you'd call this, episode 16 and a half of the Dynasty Junkies Podcast. Maybe we'll just call it a DAP Network Extra because this is going to be a little different than what, what you're used to hearing from us junkies here. It's just me, myself. Uh, Dustin is not here tonight. And basically, I wanted to come on because I recently listened to the Superflex Super Show and John Hogue talking about Superflex Extreme, quarterback extreme. And basically, it amounts to going quarterback early and often. And it just uh, had a lot of thoughts bouncing around my head about, about this uh philosophy that john had proposed and uh, that i feel like a lot of the community in this uh, in regards to Superflex um feels this way and maybe not as extreme as john but um basically his the, if you haven't listened to that uh, i love the Superflex super show if you haven't listened to it you should go listen to it now and um it basically just amounts to to sum it up in one sentence it's quarterback early and often in super flex startups. And I just wanted to give a little bit of a counterpoint because I have a lot of thoughts on, on this uh, philosophy and, and on super flex strategy in general. And um, before I get into that, I wanted to give a few disclaimers here before, before I go any further. Uh, one is that, like I said, this was sort of inspired by listening to John talk about his strategy but this is in no way aimed at John or against John. I, I love Hogue. Um, he's been on the show. We've debated Superflex strategy um, on the show and and on Twitter as well. And we definitely uh, have our differing points of view. But uh, again, I, I feel like a lot of the community feels like, at, at least the early part, if not the often part, that you need to get your quarterbacks early in Superflex. And that's something I wanted to talk about here. Um, but also, disclaimer number two, I'm, I'm referring to 12-team leagues, which is pretty much the standard. Uh, I definitely agree that the dynamic can change in larger 14-16 team leagues. So this is just referring to 12-team leagues, basically. And I also wanted to get out of the way that I, I love Superflex. Um, it's my preferred format, so I'm in no way uh, you know, putting down Superflex. But I wanted to talk about my thoughts on how you should be handling quarterbacks and super flex and why I feel the community is overvaluing the quarterback position uh, in the majority. Anyway, there's definitely some people who probably are going to agree with some of the points I make here. Uh, but I feel like, especially, you know, I got into super flex a couple years ago and I uh, definitely heard a lot of you got to get a quarterback early or two quarterbacks early, get two quarterbacks in the first three rounds, get two quarterbacks in the first four rounds. So I wanted to talk about what my philosophy was. We definitely, I definitely probably got across some of these points when John was on the show several weeks back, but I wanted to just kind of lay it all out there and sort of give a counterpoint to some of what I heard and what I hear around the uh, Twitter community and podcast community. So basically what it amounts to to me is you don't need to draft quarterbacks early. Uh, you don't you don't need elite QBs to win, even in Superflex. Uh, the late round QB, so to speak, strategy can work even in Superflex. You don't need elite quarterbacks. You just need quarterbacks. And 
so I, I don't necessarily disagree with the often part of it, but I do disagree with the early part of it. So I wanted to get that a little bit because, like I said, I got a lot of thoughts about Superflex floating around in my head. I figured, hey, I have a podcast. Let me let me put some of them out there, and you guys can let me know what you think. A big part of the quarterback extreme strategy that, that John espoused on the podcast was uh, drafting them early and often. I think he specifically even mentioned like three in the first four rounds and then maybe even going more beyond that. And from my experience, and I haven't seen it done very often, but from my experience, hoarding quarterbacks – which is how, how I refer to Superflex Extreme. Hoarding quarterbacks doesn't work as well as you might think. It's uh, no one is giving up elite players for 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 your quarter your high end quarterbacks. I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I can just I can trade. You know, if I draft a high end quarterback, I I can get almost anybody I want. If I get Mahomes, I can." I can trade him for Christian McCaffrey. I can trade him for Saquon Barkley. Plus, nobody's doing that, at least in my experience. You're basically – I really feel like if you're going to do the hoarding quarterback strategy, the only way it might work is that you are playing with less experienced players, basically. And maybe it's just me and I'm playing with players that are more experienced and, and that's why it doesn't work. But uh, – I think that if you are playing with experienced players, they're not trading those for those high-end quarterbacks. At least not they're not giving up elite elite players for those guys. What 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 anybody who knows what they're doing is probably going to do is, is trade for a lower-end guy if they're really desperate for a quarterback. And the real move is generally just to 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 trade a quarterback. Uh, in a deal and maybe give a smaller piece. And even then, I don't agree with that totally. I don't think you should be paying up for quarterback. Ideally, you're trading down from quarterback, which I think is something John agrees with. Again, I don't want to make this too much about John, but because I am going off of that podcast, I just wanted to to mention that. Um, and even if you're playing with people who are new to the Superflex format, maybe you feel you can get away with the hoarding quarterback strategy. I think that even then, it might be tough because you are going – a lot of times people who are new to Superflex aren't going to value the quarterbacks that highly. They're not used to paying up for quarterbacks. They're not used to paying a lot, and they're not going to want to give up Saquon Barkley for a quarterback or or even a second or third round startup guy for a quarterback. And the other reason I'd say that if you are – um trying to trade your quarterbacks after hoarding them is not a great idea is that it really is going to be tough because if you're in a league with experienced players, I think even if one person is hoarding quarterbacks, the rest of the league is going to be, if they're smart, is still going to get two quarterbacks at least. And a lot of them are still going to get three. And I've not been in many super flex leagues at all where, where guys are just drafting one quarterback that, that, that rarely happens in my opinion. So hoarding quarterbacks and thinking, Oh, well, someone's going to be desperate for a quarterback. I, I, I don't see how that's going to work because I, I don't know who's only drafting one quarterback in a super flex league. So uh, if you try and do it, I think you're going to be waiting a while. Um, it may, you may not even be able to win the first year because it may be a while before you can, 
even get the person who's desperate enough to trade you whatever it is you're looking for for your quarterback. And even then, if you're drafting, say, four or five of them overall, three in the first four rounds, I think that what's going to happen is they're going to want to trade for your lower-end quarterback just so they can have a quarterback. Uh, It's just, again, in my experience, I'm not seeing guys trading for Mahomes without giving quarterback up in return. So um, another point I wanted to make here is that the trade partners could be a little limited. In a lot of my leagues, in a given time, a lot of leagues are in rebuild. If you're in rebuild, if I'm in rebuild anyway, I'm not even totally caring if I have two quarterbacks, three quarterbacks, because I don't want to win. So (laughs) I want to get that high draft pick. So what I'm doing is I'm just, you know, if I have one, if I only have one viable quarterback, that's fine. It'll, it'll probably lead to more losses and getting me a higher pick and, and I'll fill that quarterback in the draft the following year. So I don't think that's really taken into account that it kind of limits the, the trade market is a little more limited than you might think, even if there is a team or two that is, um, looking to that that is short a quarterback it could be a rebuilding team uh and they may have even traded off an old quarterback because they don't really care so um so having your five might not matter as much if you only have a handful of teams you can deal with another argument i hear a lot that i wanted to get into is the scarcity that's the biggest argument that's why you do it you got the value of the quarterbacks you have four of them you have five of them uh quarterbacks are scarce so you're going to make a killing trading in the long run. And quarterbacks aren't as scarce as you think. Uh, you can, you in a 12-team league, uh, like I said, especially in a startup, most teams are going to get two. And just overall, I wanted to get into how many quarterbacks you can, you, you can find that will start a game every year. In 2019, 57 quarterbacks got to start in 2019. Now, obviously, a lot of them are not very good quarterbacks, but you can find guys on your waiver wire to fill in at quarterback. If you only have two, you need to fill in a bye week. If you have a guy that gets injured, you can you can often find a guy. Now, like I said, a lot of them are not good, but quarterbacks across the board score more points. That's the whole point. You know, you can get a Jeff Driscoll. He scored he scored 20-plus points in a game last year. He scored 18 points in a game last year. He didn't have many starts, but you can get him off the waiver wire. You can, uh, if it's a deep league, and maybe there's not as many available off the waiver wire, you can hoard backups. Uh, but just to get back into the previous point, a lot of people might say in 2019, there was de- definitely seemed like there was a lot of high-end quarterback injuries. And that definitely seemed to be the case, but... 2019 is not really an, uh, an aberration. In 2018, 54 quarterbacks got to start. This is all per pro football reference. That's where I got these numbers from. And in 2017, 55 quarterbacks got to start. In season, it is possible to find a quarterback. You might have to use a lot of your waiver budget, but I'm a lot more inclined to use my waiver budget than I am to, to, to trade a high-end asset to try and get a quarterback. So it, they're not as scarce in season. That's one thing. The other thing is the an, another argument I hear is that you know you you're not going to be able to even get him in the draft. So, you know, you you're short a quarterback, um you go through the season and then you you know maybe you lose a guy, he retires, uh he gets, you know, he becomes a guy who's no longer starting for his team and now you're short a quarterback. And 
or you just, you, you know, you didn't draft that well in the startup. And you're not going to be able to get a guy in the draft because in Superflex, all the quarterbacks go too high. And you, unless um, you have one of the worst teams in the league, you're not going to get them. Again, that's not really true. Uh, the, this past year, Herbert, he was going anywhere generally from what I saw, 106 to 110-ish. Now, I mean, that's not easily obtainable, but it's definitely obtainable. You can, if, if you have to trade up from, from if you, if you did well enough that you're not in that range, you definitely can trade up uh, into that range without giving up a huge amount. But even besides this year, uh, going back to previous years, I mean, Josh Allen was drafted late first, early second, Daniel Jones, late first, early second, Drew Locke was the second round pick everywhere. Hell Lamar was generally, at least in the Herbert range in the year he came out. He, he was not going to the top three in most of the leagues I was in. So you can get them in the rookie draft if you don't get them in season. So, again, another reason to wait on quarterbacks. And by wait, I want to specify that I am – it's a relative term. I mean, you have to go with, by how your draft is going. Again, this is referring to startups that – a lot of times a lot may come off the board quick. Then you might have to draft them a little earlier, but you don't need to be drafting one in the first, one in the second. You can go along and draft guy in, in a third if they're flying off the board. And if they're not, you can wait till the fourth or the fifth to even draft your first quarterback. That's generally what I'm doing. I'm trying to get one in the first four or five rounds. I'll, I'll draft a guy early occasionally, but especially if they're not flying off the board, I'll, I'll wait as long as I can because building up those other positions will really help you. And uh, I mean, I've had, I had two startups last year where I won the title the, the, in both of them. And I had breeze. I think in both of them, I had breeze and Winston as my quarterbacks. Neither guy did I have to draft high in 2019 in the startup. And you know, Winston is now an issue um, in one of those leagues. I'm still okay. And one of them, I, I, I think I do only have breeze left. So I, I am still uh, looking for a quarterback there. But again, I, 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 the team around him is very, very good. I have Michael Thomas. I have DJ Moore. I have Kenny Galladay. Uh, I can't think of the running backs off the top of my head. But I, I got a lot of solid guys there. And uh, I'm still thinking I can figure out a way to handle quarterback. Uh, I believe I actually I, – I believe in that league, I rec uh, not recently, but with a month or two ago, I think I actually did trade for Teddy Bridgewater for not a huge amount. So I do have two quarterbacks there, actually. So, again, and, and I got I got Teddy cheap. And Teddy, if you listen to the Junkies podcast, is a guy uh, I definitely – think exceeds expectations this year because of uh, Joe Brady, because of the weapons around them, because of Matt Rule, because of the horrible defense that will lead to volume. Is Teddy the most talented quarterback in the world? No. But is 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 he good enough to be my QB2 when I have all these guys around him? Yes. So, again, it's another reason you should be waiting on quarterback. That's basically the whole point I want to get across here is that there's no reason to be drafting them early. Uh, it, again, if there's value there, go for it. But uh, only if a guy falls beyond where, far where I'd expect him to be, would I be drafting one super early? I, I just, I just feel this isn't out there enough that you can wait on QB and you can win in superflex. You just need to, you, you definitely want to make sure you you get three of them. 
So even if the third one is iffy, I'm fine with that. Uh, if if you do draft one uh, early, I'm I'm even okay with just two. I I'm not drafting to fill bye weeks. I, I I I'm not passing up on elite talent or even high end talent that maybe isn't quite elite, just so that I can ha- can fill bye weeks. I uh, I prefer three because I generally don't go with a I I don't generally go with a high end quarterback uh, as my QB one, um, but. Uh, you can still just, like I said, you can work it so that it, it, you can have the three guys play matchups and see how it goes. So basically what I'm generally trying to do is have two guys, uh, two to three guys that are generally, I generally like to get my top guy in the 12 to 15, you know, my QB 12 to 14 range. And then I'll take two other guys that are in, uh, in, in my mid QB two range. So generally you can do that by drafting them in the, the fifth, sixth, seventh, uh, something like that. If you're lucky and quarterbacks are not flying off the board, maybe you can wait even longer. So, like I said, I'm not saying don't draft quarterbacks. I'm just saying, don't draft them early. I, I think this is a very viable strategy and drafting them high is just the opportunity cost is so high of the elite talent you're passing up on, especially because the next point I want, well, yeah, the next point I want to get, get into is that QB longevity uh, is one thing I wanted to get into, which is that it's very overrated. First of all, well, a lot of the reason you're going to draft, people will tell you to draft quarterbacks is they hold value for so long which some of them do, obviously, and some of them will produce for you for a while. But a lot don't last as long as you think. Um, going, I looked it up, and going into um, this year, there's 13 guys who are going into at least their fifth consecutive years. Of start, that's the number I hear. You're going to have this guy for 10 years. You're going to have this guy for five years, uh, at least five years. That A lot of these guys are going to hold their value, especially if you're drafting the high-end guys. Um, right now there's 13, which sounds like a lot, but it's, you know, that's only 40% of the league. And, and some of these guys are going to, are going to be dropping out, you know, in the next year or two. Uh, the 13 guys are Dak, Russell Wilson, Wentz, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Cousins, Cam, Ben, Carr, and Rivers. So, I mean, some of those guys aren't even guys people really looking to draft. Cam is coming off two injury prone years. Nobody, nobody's really high on car. Rivers is old. Ben is old. So, I mean, that proves the point that they lasted a while, but um, they're not guys people are really looking to draft. So some guys will hold their, their, their value for a while. Some guys won't. I mean, we think that, that some of the young guys will. Some of the young guys might come in to replace some of these guys. You know, Mahomes is definitely a guy that's going to have value for a long, long, long time. Uh, we think Lamar will. We think some other young guys will. But you never know. And the other thing is, even if they are holding their value, if you're doing Dynasty right, you're making trades all the time. I mean, that's, to me, almost the point of Dynasty. I, I, I was recently tweeting about, uh, responding to a tweet about waiver wires and, and roster sizes. And there, you should be having deep rosters because it promotes trading. And uh, if you're like me, you're turning over your roster and the majority of your roster, you're not going to eat, including the quarterbacks. You probably won't have in three to five years. Anyway, I'm generally playing in a two to three year window. So the longevity thing, it doesn't mean that much to me. And, 
unless I'm rebuilding, which I'll get into a little bit later, but uh, so I think the longevity thing is overrated that, Oh, you can have this guy for 10 years to hold his value forever, all that kind of stuff, or even five years. There's a lot of people don't say 10 years, unless you're talking about a guy like Mahomes, but even five years isn't always the case. And as I said, with 13 out of 32 teams currently only having guys going into their fifth year as a locked in starter, uh, that means 19 are not. So uh, it's not a guarantee that whatever quarterback you pick is going to be be locked in value. E- even if he's still starting, uh, as we'll get into in a minute, uh, it doesn't mean they're going to hold as much value. Because my next point, another reason that you don't want to be drafting quarterbacks high is that we can't predict quarterbacks as well as we think we can especially because we love to draft young guys high too, and they don't always pan out, but the quarterback position is not as stable. I think as people think it is Uh, to give an example, 2017 ADP three years ago. Now uh, this, I'm getting this from DLF and they don't have super flex ADP dating back to 2017 and only as far as 2018, but they do have quarterback ADP dating back years and years. So just by positional ADP, uh, which is still viable, just where guys were drafting, uh, where teams were drafting quarterbacks in, uh, in regular drafts, the top 10 from 2017, this is really interesting. Number one is, is, is again, not to pick on him again, but John Hoag's boy, Aaron Rodgers, who's, Pretty much proceeded to decline in value every year since. And the bottom of that top 10 uh, is actually guys you still probably be okay having on your team. Brady, Breeze, and Cousins are 8, 9, and 10. Uh, but <laughs> I love these next ones. Number two is Andrew Luck. Uh, again, no one could foresee the retirement. Uh, he he did have, uh, he did play in 2018 and, and had a good season, but. Uh, it's another reason, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's not like they're more less injury, that much less injury prone than other positions. Uh, that was a deal with luck. Uh, number three was Russell Wilson, which, which is, it still looks like a decent pick. And I mean, no one has him as three now, but he still held a ton of value. <laughs> but the, the next four I love number four is Jameis Winston. Number five is Marcus Mariota. Number six is Derek Carr. And number seven is Cam Newton. Again, nobody, guys, nobody is clamoring for. Uh, Carr, we, we fear he'll lose his job. Jameis and Mariota already have. This, again, just three years ago. They did not hold anywhere near their value for three years. Uh, Cam, you know, who knows? He's with the Patriots. Maybe he can revive his career, but he's coming off two injury plague seasons. His value has been declining. So, again, we can't, we can't predict quarterback all that much better then we can predict other positions. So the, the idea that they, they hold this value for so long is just not that true to me. It's another reason I'm not looking to get them high. And here's an even better reason. That same 2017 ADP, guys you could get by waiting. Dak Prescott at 12, if you wanted to, you know, fairly early. Uh, but not too early. You could get Dak at 12. You get Carson Wentz at 14. You get Deshaun Watson at quarterback 19. 
and Patrick Mahomes at quarterback 20. That's my favorite of all because I believe this was the, the rookie year for Watson and Mahomes 2017 and Dak and Wentz's second year. So uh, you can even get young guys that will last for a long time. If you want to hold them, then, uh, again, we don't we don't always trust the young guys early, especially if they're rookies or they haven't shown a ton in their first year. You know, Kyler and Baker shoot it, shot up, but – uh, you know, you could still get Dak and Wentz using my strategy of waiting a little longer on quarterback uh, in 2017 by drafting guys in the QB2 range. Uh, and this isn't uh, 2017 is, is a pretty good example, but I, you know, I looked at the 2018, you could get Lamar at QB15. You could get Goff at QB13. I mean, we don't love Goff, but he's certainly a viable guy. And, uh, or, or a Matt Ryan at, at, at 18. And every year there's guys like this. And, and like I said, even in season, you can get guys or you can hoard backups. I, I'm fine with, with having a lot of quarterbacks on your roster. I just don't want to draft four or five in the first seven rounds. That's my biggest thing. Uh, like in multiple leagues, I had Tannehill on my roster last year and, and that paid off big time. It's not always going to pay off. But sometimes it does. And again, people will say, well, you need to draft the right guys. You know, you pointed out these guys that you could get late, but if you didn't draft those particular guys, it might not have worked as well. And I, I didn't I don't have them all in front of me, but there was other guy older guys that you could get that at that point in 2017 uh, that still probably would have been viable for a couple of years. And uh, but the counter argument to that as well is that you're not always going to pick the right guys if you go early by that 2017 ADP. I mean, there was a ton of guys in there that if you were drafting quarterback early, uh, they weren't doing much for you a couple years later. So uh, unless you traded them in the meantime, uh, it didn't work out that well for you drafting them early. You, You don't always pick the right guys early either. Maybe you won't pick the right guys late, but that's the, then, then you go, go trading later. You find, you can always find an old guy that you can get. You can always, uh, if you luck into one of these high-end guys, you can always trade down and pick up something else, um, which I do believe something is something that, that Hogue is in favor of, and it's why he likes to draft the quarterbacks early. But uh, I think you're better off getting the production, from, especially in a startup, getting the production from from the other positions, and you can, you can piecemeal quarterback uh, you can piecemeal quarterback to 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 give you enough production because after guys like Mahomes, Lamar, basically those top two guys, it, it's a big hodgepodge of of guys that 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 you can't necessarily count on from like three to twenty. And, and as I said, quarterbacks generally score high across the board. Uh, as JJ Zacharyson pointed out, quarterback week to week production is much more predictable. So if you have three, you can play matchups with the three. Then the matchups might not always work out in your favor, but you at least have three guys to do it with and uh, it can work out for you. The, another point I wanted to get into is that there's this perception that, that other positions are not scarce, which I, I get the point there. I mean, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks. There's guy, you know, and they only, they play the entire game, so you're not you don't have as much to choose from. But just because there's bodies at other positions doesn't mean those positions aren't scarce. You're passing up, you know, even mid tier running backs uh, to draft 
decentish quarterbacks in the, in the third round or something like that. And it, it, it you like I said, because you can have a body at running back doesn't mean that you can have someone that's really worth starting any more than you can have a quarterback that's worth starting. Again, you can find 57 guys in 2019, 55, uh, I think it was in 2018. You can you can find a mediocre quarterback often on the waiver wire as well when you need one, uh, just as much as you can find a mediocre running back to fill in uh, because you, you passed on them all to draft quarterbacks. So being left with scraps of quarterback, uh, I'm sorry, at running back is not great either. Uh, and, and that's the thing to me. It's it's the opportunity cost uh, of losing out on elite talent, elite wide receivers, elite running backs, uh, even elite tight ends. I'm a, I'm a big elite tight end guy, uh, as most people, and we'll get into that actually on the next Junkies episode, but as a lot of people will say, you know, you go elite or you just wait forever. I like to go elite. I just really think it makes a lot more sense to wait and get guys later and scoop up that high-end talent at other positions because you're going to get a decent score at quarterback anyway, most of the time, especially if you have three. Again, I don't propose going with just two. And most leagues, uh, I mean, some guys are going to end up with just two just by simple math. But if you can get three, that's what you need to do. It doesn't matter if they're high-end talent, elite talent. You don't need the Mahomes. You don't need the, the Lamar. You don't need Dak. I will say, though, to me, Mahomes is a bit of an exception. Proven the elite talent over two years now, and he's got basically the most secure position you could ever imagine, with the, especially with the contract extension, winning a Super Bowl. He's a guy I'm fine if you are in the top four picks and you can get Mahomes, uh, 102, 101, 103, 104, anything in there. That's the one guy that's sort of the exception that proves the rule. I would take Mahomes early. After that, Lamar is getting there. Uh, I'd like to probably see one more year out of him. Ideally, I'd actually, if I'm not drafting Mahomes, Saquon, or CNC, I'd probably rather trade down uh, and try and get a haul for, for somebody get getting the opportunity to draft Lamar. But... Uh, He's the only one I even think is in the conversation. Everybody else, whoever you consider the QB3, Dak, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, I mean, none of those guys do I want to be drafting that early. Uh, again, we don't always know, you know, we think Deshaun's secure. We think, uh, well, we don't really, really know Kyler's secure. People are drafting him on his ceiling. We think Dak's secure and uh, got high in production. But prior to, prior to last year, uh, I mean, he was not getting drafted anywhere near there. So he was 12. Uh, I think in, in in 2018, he was getting drafted at 20. Uh, I don't have in front of me where he was getting drafted last year. But we don't predict him as well as we think we can. See, see Jameis and Mario from 2017. So Mahomes, the exception that proves the rule, but everybody else, uh, I I'm passing on so that I can get the other elite talent at running back and wide receiver. And like I said, even tight end, uh, I will say one other exception I have is that in the rookie draft, as I talked about earlier, you can get guys in the rookie draft. And if I have a high pick, I'll even draft one high in a rookie draft because here's the thing to me, the, the whole idea of this super flex quarterback extreme uh, philosophy 
or just a general philosophy of making sure you get your quarterbacks early too in the first three rounds or whatever a lot of people like to say is that is that the value is there and especially in the quarterback extreme philosophy is that you're getting value and you're going to be able to trade this value for for great stuff in return uh, again you're not the smart move the smooth smart players are making is they're not trading a ton they're not trading non-quarterback, high-end, elite non-quarterbacks for quarterbacks. They're trading uh, either their low-end quarterback to pay up, which I wouldn't even recommend doing that. Uh, you should just be trying to piecemeal the production together and keeping your elite assets elsewhere uh, because a lot of times quarterbacks are going to score highly anyway. Or else you just you just wait and you, you get a guy later. So, But in rookie drafts, I'm okay with doing it because you're only spending one pick. Even if it's a high pick, it's one pick. I, to me, that's not an expensive amount to pay for any player. And again, rookie drafts are about value. You don't know the production you're getting from anybody. You might think Jonathan Taylor is a lock. You might think CEH is a lock. But you don't know what you're getting. So I'm okay drafting Joe Burrow one-on-one in a rookie draft. I'm okay drafting Tua high in a rookie draft. That's different because they're more about value. To me, startups, you should be looking more at production. Uh, there's a production versus value uh, weight. You know, you have to weight the two and, and decide how to weight each one, but you definitely are looking for production. I want production. I want to win now when I'm drafting a startup. Uh, I, you can do the, the productive struggle thing, but a lot of times it doesn't work. It depends on you making the right picks a lot of times the following year if you're punting year one. And we don't always do that. There's not a high hit rate on picks. So I'm looking to win every year. Uh, if I go into a massive rebuild, that's another exception. I'm more willing to trade for a quarterback. But again, I'm not trading elite other assets and other positions for a quarterback. I'm trying to trade my older quarterback plus something to get the younger quarterback. But again, because of the value and rebuilds value matters, matters more. But uh, passing up known producers when you're in a startup just so you can have some ambiguous value at quarterback that you hope to trade later when a lot of people aren't going to want to give up elite assets for those quarterbacks. They, Like I said, most people are going to want to trade a quarterback plus something to get a better quarterback. What you should be doing is being the guy on the other end of that, trading the high-end quarterback to get the asset uh, with the lower-end quarterback. And again, no one's going to give just uh, no matter – the scarcity just is not there. That's the issue. In a 12-team league, most people are okay with two quarterbacks. They'll figure it out. That's how I feel. That's how a lot of people feel. And if they are willing to pay up, go for it. Trade down. But uh, don't be paying up. And that's where I think the major difference of opinion lies in this prioritizing value over production. Uh, it sounds nice in theory. I rarely see it work in practice. Uh, wait on quarterback. Fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. That's what I wanted to get out there. People people overvalue the – and I love Superflex because it makes quarterbacks more value, but it's for this reason that we can take advantage of that. In, in one quarterback leagues, uh, they're basically worthless. You can't get anything for a quarterback. In Superflex leagues, you can. And I just want to get out there. I think more people should be deprioritizing the quarterback – at least the high-end quarterback. Get three. Uh, if you have two, 
Don't don't freak out about it. You can figure it out in season if you have to. Uh, you can often get uh, from a rebuilding team. You can get an older guy a lot of times without giving up too much. So, and in a startup, again, definitely wait until the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds at least before you start drafting quarterbacks. Uh, it'll pay off in the end with the high-end talent you can accrue elsewhere. So I just wanted to get that out there. Hopefully you took something from this. Hopefully it made you think a little bit. Uh, I did ramble on a bit. I did lose my train of thought a couple times, I think. I've never done this solo podcasting thing. So uh, hopefully you you bared with me a little. But I just wanted to stress this idea that I don't think enough people are doing, which is is to wait on quarterback and, and accrue talent elsewhere and trade down at quarterback uh, th- that's the other big thing if you if you luck into if you uh, if you luck in i lucked into a uh, kyler uh, in one league i traded down from him and uh, if you luck into one of the guys pick up i got wentz i believe and and a first and some other pieces so definitely do that as well to sum up quarterback is not as scarce as you think i pointed that out earlier trade down from quarterback in startups do not draft them often and early draft them somewhat often and later that's pretty much all i got i hope you liked it and we'll be back with you next week with some great guests dustin with me please uh follow the pod at dynasty junkies pod follow me and dustin at dynasty ff addict at dynasty junkie ff And give us a subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks. Junkies out.